And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello to you, friends. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel, joined by Steve, Whiskey 7 United Delta India. Hello, Steve. Hello, Christian. You never really go too far, but you know, when you start a new one, it sounds like a new one. And this is how we're doing it here on YouTube. We're recording the show live and streaming it out. Welcome to everybody who's around on the chat. This uh, week's topic is education in ham radio, and it's it's so important. We were talking uh, not too long ago about the importance of mentors and having mm-hmm. Elmers, people, somebody that one-on-one and how important that is. Educators are doing uh, things with bigger groups of people. They're they're planning things out. It's not mm-hmm. as casual. It's it's focused. So, talk about education a little bit, Steve, and and why you think it's it's so important going forward. Oh, it's very important. I mean, it's you know our hobby just evolves. It's just things are changing. The technology is changing. We're doing bigger and better things. And, um, and we need to continue that. Uh, and then we also need to continue the basics and set that foundation as we get newer people into the hobby. Um, you know, most people are, they're not, uh, technically savvy and, and that's not their fault. They, it's, they, everyone comes from different backgrounds and having education is kind of bringing them in and understanding why, why are things the way they are? Why, you know, why is this, if I want to work 40 meters, why is a, a dipole 66 feet long? And that's where the education comes in and uh, helps understand. And then hopefully that just creates that spark and that interest and to dig in more. And uh, so education is very, very important, uh, you know, on the technical side, but then there's also, you know, the operating and the different modes and, and every aspect of the hobby. So education is very, very important. We're going to be bringing up the recipient in just a minute. I want to let you know we're going to give away another antenna today. If you put your call sign at any time in the chat now, since we started the live stream and recording the shows, you will be qualified. We'll pick a winner each week. We picked one. Um, that was in the chat from last week. We'll announce that probably as we get a little closer, uh, about 15, 20 minutes or so. But uh, first, we got a guest, and I want to bring him up here. And uh, this ought to be fun. Uh, Steve, you know this guy. You know him. Let's get ready. The man. Look at this guy. Neil. Look at Neil. Look at Neil. Uh, Superstar. Uh, I just got a text from Uh-oh. Jocelyn. KD8VRX, and it says, you ready, Regis? <laughs> All right, we're going to have to explain this inside joke, but I'm not letting you go. You're going to be with me for a while here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn your audio just a little bit, but I, I can hear you okay. So right. Neil has got a show, uh, Ham Talk Live, and we talk together. You know, it's an audio podcast. He does it every Thursday night. What time you kick off? Eight o'clock, right? Eight Central. Nice. Gotcha. And so he's been running for a long time, Thursday evenings. We, we, we talk, and every once in a while, I'll get a call from Neil. Hey, you want to do the show? And I'm like, when? You know, in about 12 minutes. You free? And I'd say, this is weird. And uh, so I became his Regis. Uh, 
it was uh, David Letterman and Regis had this great relationship. And if there was a someone dropped off and couldn't be on the show, he would call Regis, I guess, who lived close by. And it was always wonderful, much like ours. His ratings would go through the roof anytime I came on. I think the highest ratings ever, right, Neil? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. His, his rate, my ratings right through the basement. It was like, mm, thanks. I probably should have called someone else. But that's where the Regis reference comes from. I'm really proud of you, Neil. Uh, we've been friends for for a long time here, and and you are grinding it out, um, and just trying to teach these kids. So it's so nice to see that you were awarded uh, this thing. What does it mean to you? Talk about it a little bit. Well, it it's you know. Anytime you get an award, you know, you feel great. You know, it, it's a great honor. But, um, you know, this, this is a big one uh, for sure. And the thing that, that really sets this apart is the namesake. I mean, I mean the story, you know, of, of Carol Perry is, is the the story of, of ham radio and education and we go all the way back <laughs> to, to square one i mean when, when she had just started you know teaching she has my qsl card sitting in her classroom uh as a motivation and you know as, as time went on and, and she did articles for world radio and, and did articles for this magazine and that magazine and you know in college we, we flew her and and gordon west in uh, to do a forum on youth when, when i was like a junior in college uh, so we worked together on that uh, and you know and again as time goes on she she's doing all these youth forums at dayton and, and you know i've Finally, sending her some speakers, um, and I think we've had I've had three or four now. Um, some of them were from my school, some of them weren't. Um, but it, it, it's just been this ongoing relationship for the forty-five years that I've been a ham. And um, you know, I, I, I told Karen this story the other day um, a few years ago. I think it was the first, either the first or second year. Hamvention was at Xenia. Um, Radio Club of America decided to do a, a fundraiser um, for the youth activities uh, program that Carol does, and they made these little code oscillator kits. One of the famous things she did uh, when she taught in, in middle school was to create these little code oscillators. It's just a little straight key, but um, in a jewelry box. And, and the kids would build this little code oscillator and they would sit around and, and they would send Morse code. And she would tell these stories of, you know, she had to tell the kids, okay, you got to put them away now. You got to put them away because they're all like, I can send messages in code. And nobody will know what, what's going on except, you know, for the people in this room. And, and, and it's like, you know, so it, it was a fabulous thing. So, they decided, I, I, it was an anniversary of it, of the beginning of it. They decided to mass produce a bunch of these kits and have some assembled 
uh, to sell as a uh, fundraiser. And they gave away some of them at, at Carol's forums at Dayton. And I won one of them. And, and immediately afterwards, okay, Carol, here you go. You got to sign this. <laughs> so I have this autographed um, code oscillator um, that bears her name. Um, so it, it, the connection there is just over the top. But, but it, it's fabulous to be recognized for, um, you know, a lot of work. Uh, uh, I won't deny it. It, it. It's been a lot of work, a lot of time. But, uh, well, you, you're a little different than some of the other, other uh, educators because you're, you're doing it in a high school system. Going back to originating this program in your high school, talk about that, getting that off the ground and some of the challenges. Yeah, uh, when I first started teaching, my first year was at an inner city school, and I was kind of, kind of part time, and I was doing like in school suspension part time, and yeah, it was kind of weird. Uh, but uh, the next year, I, I uh, ended up at a different school, and and when I walked in, I noticed this fifty foot tower right outside of my classroom. And I'm like, hmm. And, yeah, it turns out back in the 70s, there was a ham radio club, and they were getting ready to take down the tower. And I'm like, mm -mm. you're not taking down that tower if I can help it. And they're just like, oh, but, it, you know, it's a safety risk. I'm like, it's inside of a locked courtyard. We'll use it. So dug through the ceiling, found the cables hooked up a radio. Um, they were doing amateur television, actually. So it was a, a 440 dipole array that was up there on, on the uh, tower. Fabulous antenna. So I talked them into putting another antenna out there, the dipole, and, and got an HF rig going and, and started up the club. And, and, and luckily we had, you know, some kids that were, were interested. And then uh, when I went to uh, Bloomington South, in 2001, um, I wanted to carry that over. And so, you know, that was one of the first things I did after I got established was, okay, you know, where can we put some antennas? Where can we, where can we go? And just had to start that one from scratch. But um, primarily what I did was, was talk about it in uh, chemistry class when we get to the electromagnetic spectrum. Uh, we talk about electrons and how they move and how they move in a wave. And you can't see that. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't visualize that. So we make the analogy to light wave, sound wave, radio wave. And so I pull out the HT and start, you know, showing them, okay, Here's an AM signal. Here's an FM signal from broadcast stations. Do you notice any difference in the reception? And the school that I'm at is like a Faraday cage. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I used to listen to music on the radio while I was grading during my prep period. Can't do it. You can't get anything. But the HT will pick up just barely. So it's attenuated enough 
that you can notice the difference between, you know, something on uh, 1370 kilohertz and, and 95 megahertz easily. And so we just start talking about, you know, the power of that wave being able to get through the walls better than the other. And, and then we start talking about other things that you can listen to, like the drive up at McDonald's two blocks away, like the bus channel. And, and you know, one time uh, I was demonstrating this and one of the bus drivers got on the radio and says, hey, can you call over to South High School and let them know I just drove over the water hose and it sprung a leak and it's spraying everywhere. And of course, the class just, you know, goes bonkers. You know, they're like, what? That really happened? You know, um, you can really listen to McDonald's the, the drive up, you know. Um, and then at the end, it's, well, if you're interested in this Thursday afternoons, after school, we have ham radio club, and it's just it's just progressed. Every year, they bring in new kids. Um, a lot of the band kids. Now, I, I used to get that because of the Morse code, the rhythm, and you know all all that kind of thing. I don't know what it is, but band kids. I'd, I'd say we're about seventy percent band kids. Oh no! Uh, but they just keep coming. Uh, we promote it. Um, we had a a television show uh, that was once a week inside the school, and so they would do a feature on us, and um, so we would talk about contesting and our successes with contesting, and, and that was a big thing too because these kids are competitive, and so. Um, knowing that we were a world champion or a world runner-up, you know, in a in a contest. I know I'm not supposed to call it a contest, but they keep score. The kids see it as a contest. So, um, you know, our success on that as, as it grew, and, and you know, the kids started raising money. And I gave them options. Okay, we can. Put up another vertical, we can put up a tri-band beam, or we can go get a stepper. And they're like, oh, let's get the stepper. And I'm like, okay, you realize, you know, this is going to cost about eight to $10,000 by the time we get the antenna and the rotor and the tower and get it put in and, you know, do it all. It's not just the 4000 for the antenna. Let's do it. They went out there and did it. <laughs> they, See, they raised the money. You've got a built-in. Uh, you use chemistry to sort of inject the, this mindset. You've got a built-in way to get to these uh, to the kids, and uh, you see this response coming in. And I think it is the exposure. You know, if you don't mm -hmm. like jazz or you don't like Duke Ellington, at least if you hear it, you get to pick if you do or you don't. So you're exposing uh, these kids to it. And I think that's incredible, and it's supported by the school. But you've had some significant hams, you know, come out. Like, you've got serious contest kids come out of there. Like, you're not just getting some kids exposed. You are doing that, which in itself is wonderful. They're actually going, you know, straight in, feet first all the way in, and becoming, like, really strong contesters. 
We, we've had a lot of uh, contesters come out of it because that is one of their favorite things. The next fav favorite thing is transmitter hunting because they get to drive. Um, you know, but, but coming up with things for them to do um, that interests them, and it changes from year to year. Some years I'll do digital stuff, PSK 31, you know, or FTA or something. The next year, no, they want to be on that microphone. Um, sometimes they want code, and we've done a couple of Morse code classes. Um, it, you know, it, it varies, and so we change that up with with them, and they really drive it, and and that's that that's kind of rolled over um, more recently um, into this whole youth on the air thing. Uh, the whole idea of of Yoda the success that, that they've had with it is that it's the kids teaching the kids. Um, so that was probably one of the hardest things for me to do early on in teaching was to back off. I want to tune the radio for them. I want to find somebody for them to talk to. Okay, here it is. Now here's the mic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. And, and that was one of the hardest things was, you know, I felt like I should be tuning this. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. No, it's, here's how you do this. Now you do it. How did you deal with different levels? Over to them. Your skill levels, I mean, because you get new crop in, you've got to kind of do that tuning for the newer ones, but then you've got some that are excelling and taking off and actually contesting. How did you balance those, that? Those are your new teachers. Those are your yeah. new teachers. Like After the you train them, then they, they train, train the, the others. others. Exactly, yep. exactly what they did when they started Yoda Hub. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's where it's headed. And, and right now I am in that. Okay. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to get all this stuff organized, mm -hmm. but I got to keep up here. Okay. In one or two years, that's got to change. Mm -hmm. Kids have got to make this thing work. I'm setting up all the groundwork. I'm getting it all ready. I'm showing them what it's supposed to look like. And then let them uh, run with it. Let uh, they, you, you just facilitate it. And, uh, and that, that will have more impact on the, the future coming in is that the youth is going to be teaching and it'll be more receptive. And uh, I mean, granted it, it, they're receptive of you, but that passing that playing it forward is going to have a huge impact. Neil, talk about Talk yeah, about Yoda, Yoda month, uh, great example. I mean, last year, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, I was kind of arm twisted a little bit. Hey, you need to do this. I'm like, I'm trying to get a camp going. Come on. <laughs> uh, I, I, so I said, okay, let me see if I can get somebody to, to, to do it. So I, I call up Bryant Rascal, KG5HBO, and say, "Hey, Bryant, would you like to would you like to do this? I will help you. I will 
you know, I, I will lead you through this. Would you like to do this? And he's like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that. Here, you know, he wanted to know what, what he needed to do, to do. So I told him. And he put together this Yodamont thing, and it went fabulous. But then this year, it was, hey, Bryant, it's October. Better get going on Yodamont. Let me know if you have any questions. And he ran with it, cool. made it better, bigger. Uh, we're going to release some numbers here real soon. We're, we're actually finishing up the report. Um, I should say, he is finishing up the report. Uh, he emails me, asks me a couple of questions. I answer them, send it back. And, and so, um, you know, the, the Yoda month thing is, is now in year two, and Bryant's taken it. So, uh, and then um, I haven't had this talk with him yet, but, but he gets to train the next person. Uh, when that time comes, when, when he doesn't do it anymore, he gets to trade the next person. He uh, needs to start looking uh, for his next person. Yeah, 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 he does. We're going to have to have to do that. Hopefully he'll uh, continue uh, for, for a few years. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to have to get him an assistant. But, um, but I look forward to the day when, when the youth on the air camp finally gets off the ground and we can do the same thing with it. I mean, um, now that one won't quite be as big of a turnover because there still has to be some adult supervision, but, but, you know, they can start planning what they want to do during the week. They can start working on logistics and arrangements and all that kind of thing. And, and, you know, the director can just kind of follow up with them and and make sure things are are right and and supervised and, and go with. So. Well, you're a gardener out there. You're a gardener. I'm I'm really proud of you and our friendship. I'm glad that you've uh, you've been supportive of me. We've been supportive of each other and our endeavors and your show. People who are listening or watching now should check out Neil's Ham Talk Live. When he told me I'm going to do a live phone-in ham radio show, I was like, "Are you out of your what? flipping mind? Are you crazy? Do you have a?" button are you nuts have you heard the f-bomb and how it's used and and all this but uh, you've really uh you've really turned it into something great so i encourage everybody to check out what neil's doing congratulations yeah, i remember you saying that exactly that was my exact words are you bleeping and, and, I, and i said the same thing about the facebook group <laughs> are you nuts you don't have to watch that 24 7 you're he said, why do you want to build this community? I don't know how you do it. And I'm looking at my screen, and there's this little red box up here in the top left corner. It says live. Right. I know. <laughs> I have a lot of problems. And it's like a camera. Why, why would you want to put a camera on this face and this head? But anyway, you know. But I, I, uh, I really am proud of you. And I think, like, man, this is, this is so fitting. You know, it, it didn't surprise me at all. I was just like, oh, yeah, cool. Neil's, yeah, sure. Why didn't you time? (laughs) But uh, come back on and talk about all these great youth programs that you're working on. And I should say you're also a colleague over uh, Amateur Radio Newsline. So we've uh, we've got lots of lots of threads that kind of bring us together. And and, and thank you, by the way. We got a lovely uh, box yesterday. Uh, The the, the content is sitting right here next to me. 
uh, from the wedding uh, wedding gift. So thank you for that. Thank you, mm -hmm. Julie. Julie's sitting here. She's she's. I'm at Julie's. I'm over in the. Uh, You're taking care of her right now. Campus. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. she had some eye surgery. She's recovering from, but uh, she says uh, thank you as well and thanks for having me on and um, you know next time you need a guest on two minutes notice let me know i'll be here you bet <laughs> you bet yeah i'll give you exactly maybe 90 seconds to prepare never seen a, a guy move that fast to get on a show before and then i tell him i, I dressed up i wore a tie and he's like it's it's audio dummy and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh right right all right buddy so 72. Watch for stuff about youth on the air. Uh, we're getting ready to ramp up. Um, Pre-registration is going to start in about a month for those who were supposed to go to 2020. Um, and then um, we'll be looking at uh, filling up the, the remaining three or four spots um, in, in March. So look for that. And uh, we just started a mailing list on the website. So youthontheair.org. Check it out. Um, and also there's going to be some surveys coming out soon. So keep an eye out. Neil, is there a place on the website that people can go and donate and uh, help yes. uh, fund the, yeah. uh, the organization? You know. Go to youthontheair.org. Um, up at the top right, there's a, a link for donate. Um, and uh, down at the bottom, there's a click here to subscribe. Um, so we're going to start doing... Uh, uh, an email list. So, uh, just got that set up here a couple weeks ago. So it's on there. We haven't really promoted it yet, but now we are. There you go. Got it. Hey man, well, congratulations too. This is great. We'll have you back on again soon. And best to your bride. Help her eyes uh, recover quickly, mm -hmm. and she can see you in tickle fight and get to seventy three. Neil, we'll catch you again soon. Seventy three, Neil. Bye bye, buddy. Did you know that Nuts and Volts has the highest readership of magazines specifically written for the electronics community? For over 40 years, Nuts and Volts magazine has been bringing microcontroller and electronics projects to hobbyists, engineers, technicians, and experimenters around the world. Every issue is full of the latest technology, electronics theory, analog circuit design, robotics, home automation, communications, and more. Join the Nuts and Volts community and become a member today. You get two years of the printed magazine and the online digital edition for only $49.95. You also receive full access to all web content with downloadable PDF files. Plus, the e-newsletter filled with popular projects from past issues. Go right now to NutsVolts.com to subscribe. That's two years of Nuts and Volts magazine printed on paper and delivered to your door for only $49.95. Go to NutsVolts.com today to subscribe. Nuts and Volts magazine. There's more to build with Nuts and Volts. All right. Welcome back here. Christian, my call signs K0STH. Steve is here, W7UDI. And uh, always fun to spend time with Neil. Really proud of his oh, work. Man. Oh, Yeah. It's a grind. You know, if you wanted to get in there and see mm -hmm. the nitty gritty of that work that has to be done and, you know, and that's on top of a, a workload mm -hmm. of, as an educator, as a teacher, it's on top mm -hmm. of. So, 
special guy and uh, appreciate our friendship. And with congratulations you. again. I'm, I couldn't think of anybody more deserving of that award than Neil. So we vote right for off. him to win it again next year. Yeah, year after year. So Year after year. It's time for us to take some questions. We encourage you to submit your questions to us. We may not know all of the answers in real time. Frankly, Steve doesn't even want to know what the questions are. <laughs> so I could be like, can you give me the square root of? And he'd be like, mm. so sometimes we may have uh, things where we need to go back and research. Um, but, you know, you're welcome. I dropped the form there in the chat. So if you have a question, it should uh, go there. We'll, we will answer these uh, in the order they come as best we can. So let's start off. We have a question from Ben. Ben says, I'm looking for a power supply to run my FT991 and my ALS500M amp. Any suggestions? Big. Big. I see. Oh, uh Ah, you're going to need at least a minimum 50 amps, just uh, 23 amps for the FT991. Well, yeah, let's see, you feed it about 50, about, and then that, that amp is going to draw a lot of power. So minimum 50 amps, maybe 75 amp for a single supply. Consider maybe having two supplies, one for the, uh, for the radio, at least a 30 amp uh, supply for the, for the radio. And then uh, 50 amps for the for the amplifier, just right off the top of my head. But yeah, you're gonna need you're gonna need a lot of current. But, uh, that ALS uh, 500 is 12. If I'm remembering right, that's 12 volt amp. And uh, yeah, you're gonna, I got to look up the current requirements. But I'm thinking 50. Okay, very good. Thank you for the question. Uh, again, you can drop them into the chat. You can also. Uh, drop them on the form that we have in the chat. A lot of things happening there. And uh, they're pulled from the Facebook page, all sorts of different areas and questions. This one we got a couple of weeks ago from Ian. Is there any reason or benefit to get the grow uh, if you're not in commercial radio or television? Bragging rights, if you're not into it. Uh where where I work, we have to have it. So, and I've had mine since the, se the late seventies, early eighties, and uh, early eighty. I got mine in eighty. That's right, because eighty five. So this stands right? for General Radio, radio Operating radio License. Radio License, yes. And uh, used it used to be the first, second, third class licenses. Um, so it was a requirement uh, to um, that you need it. But if you get in and work on any. Uh, uh, aircraft or marine radios then yes you have to have it it's still a requirement that uh that you uh have the grow and uh and if you get into working for in into my industry where i work uh in the utility sector a lot of companies are requiring that as uh as basically you get your foot in the door so having it uh if you have your extra license there's a good chance you could probably get through the grawl there's lots of study materials out there and what's cool about it it's lifetime you take the test one time and that's it you're done and you and you have that uh, license forever so if you're getting into the business yes get it you might not ever use it but at least you have it and if and if you're not into the business you can use it as bragging rights amongst your friends our friend Ed, he writes, verticals with a radial field 
is an unbalanced antenna, but is a vertical with a resonant counterpoise like a dipole and hence balanced a 72 ohm feed. Uh, in recent I, times, we talked about some N-fed antennas. We talked mm -hmm. about different things. And here's a vertical question. The vertical was a resonant, like a, okay, so you're talking about a vertical dipole for the most part, because mm. that, that's still a balanced antenna. It's uh, um, your vertical ground mounted or with radials, elevated radials is, uh, is an unbalanced antenna, but uh, because the counterpoise or is 90 degrees to your vertical, and then uh, typically a vertical dipole is uh, still a dipole it's going to be balanced and uh but uh yeah it's <laughs> it's it comes down to the feed point because a vertical is uh, on your true vertical your feed points around 36 ohms somewhere around that what in that general area versus uh, uh a dipole is uh, 72 73 ohms at the feed point okay. there you go and that's Coming off of our balance onions, uh, we had a show a couple, few weeks ago now. All right, a friend asked us now, uh, what do you guys know about Ham Shack Hotline? Do you use it? I have one, but don't use it much. It's a VoIP application. I haven't really, I've heard about it. I really haven't looked into it, uh, but uh, it's uh, another VoIP uh, application. And what's VoIP? It's voice over IP is uh, what VoIP stands for. So um, it's, uh, and, you know, like All-Star uh, uses that, if you're familiar with All-Star and some of the other digital modes uh, that uh, use um, the internet, basically, to to communicate with uh, is, the, is the VoIP application. So, but personally, I, I've seen it. I, I know, I think it runs on a Raspberry Pi or something. I personally didn't really delve into it that, that deeply but uh, i i hear it a lot and people are you know getting it set up okay probably extend the questions a little bit today we 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 did a little action with our friend neil mm -hmm. uh here's a question that came in this morning uh we did winter field day we talked about winter field day last week um larry kilo zero hotel india oscar i see what you did there larry in ohio are you excited for Winter Field Day, and what setup will you be using? Well, I guess I can start first. My my idea is to go out to the old wooden shed. If you dig back into the archives of the show, I've got an old wooden structure, an old wooden shed at the edge of the woods, or a little bit further away from the house, and I like to go out there and uh, put a mast up. It's not insulated. It's not, it's got big old gaps and every once in a while you might see a mouse or something like that run through. Uh, so in other words, it's cold. I, I would be out of the elements if it was raining or snowing on that day. For me, I'll do um, the 7300. I'll take the 7300 out there probably uh, depending on how cold, but I'd probably do an off-center fed dipole. That way I'm getting 20 and 40 and I, I built it myself. I know what it's uh, going to do out there at that height, about 25 feet. And um, I think that's it. I don't even, maybe I'll touch it up on the tuner if I need to, but if it's a two to one or under, I don't, I don't really get too, too crazy with it. I'll, that's what I'm going to operate on. And maybe a cooler full of beer, Steve, what are you <laughs> thinking? If you're not uh, working, I'll saving right lives, 
Oh, you'll be in the warmth of your own damn shack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going lazy, man. I am, yeah, I <laughs> I'm just going to throw out contacts, give points. I might be giving points too. It depends yeah. on, you know, what comes our way on that weekend. And you never know a young family, family mm -hmm. first, you know, different things, what may happen to you, but that's my pretty standard portable setup. I'm trying to get Steve to get his portable rig together. Maybe we'll get him into a little bit of solar. That'd be nice yeah. too. I could, I could probably throw out a, one of the power film solar. I do yeah. keep that. And, uh, I've got a bio -no battery. And so, uh, that's that's kind of what I'm doing, uh, even on a warm day, is, is kind of how I go out there and do it. Right. There's a question uh, talking about balance and off-center fed dipoles. This may relate. Our friend Todd asked, I think I need a four-to-one balance on my 133-foot off-center fed dipole. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. You do definitely need the four to one balance. Yeah, I made that mistake before and I didn't really understand it. I actually grabbed a one to one and built this antenna that sucked. Worst antenna in the whole world. And I cut it perfectly. <laughs> Soldering job looks so good. I was like, what is wrong with this terrible crap antenna? Crap. Mm -hmm. It was a one to one. I put a one to one on there uh, and would mistake it. Do you want to talk a little bit about? uh why there would be a four to one as opposed to uh anything else so we talked about that the dipole the impedance at the the feed point is 72 ohms or 73 ohms well a off-center fed dipole is you got approximately 64 percent length on one leg 36 percent uh on the other leg you know give or take there's some designs that go a little less on the long a uh, little longer but 64.36 is kind of an average. Well, that point that uh, where you uh, split the, the wires, that feed point is about 200 ohms. So this is where the 4 to 1 balance comes into play. It takes that 200 ohms, transforms it back down to 50 ohms, which matches your coax, which in turn get, goes back into the to your radio at uh, 50 ohms. So that's why the need of a 4 to 1 balance. A good deal. I know we're pushing up toward the end of what we normally uh, do, but we did run a little later. We can probably do a, about five more minutes, and then everybody will be running for the uh, the rest stops because yes. we're full <laughs> of coffee. Let's take Gotta one from Todd. Uh, Todd's Kilo Mike for Oscar Charlie Juliet. He sent this in through the forum in the chat. You're welcome to do so as well. Would the reception on a rhombic antenna be worth the trouble of putting it together versus building a beverage antenna i have plenty of space any thoughts on the on those two i can repeat uh, this question as okay. well if you'd like. what band uh, so beverage is really good for like 160 and stuff and that's where why it's uh, brought up it uh, reduces the noise on there rhombic is a huge antenna very directional and uh if you uh if you want to get if you can get a rhombic up way to go man that is uh probably the antenna uh, for directionality but uh it takes up a lot of space and uh but uh for simplicity i'd go with the beverage and uh it's really easy you don't have to uh but you know if you want the challenge and you want an antenna that's gonna as they say talk it's mm -hmm. uh that's the antenna 
but you got to put up a lot of them if you want to kind of work the world with it or just uh, decide, okay, I'm going to put up this rhombic and I'm going to have its max gain go towards Europe and that's it. You're fixed. And, uh, you'll be, uh, five, nine in, uh, in Dusseldorf, uh, with five Watts. So, uh, but, uh, I think for overall for listening and stuff, I would I would go with the beverage and uh, and the simplicity of it and uh, versus the rhombic. But man, that's uh, that is the antenna. There was a, a gentleman W six AM Don. I can't remember his last. Uh, I'm fading on his, his down in Southern California, down in the Palos Verdes area, and he had the rhombic farm and. Uh, Holy smokes! What what a station that man had, and uh, there's uh, a lot of history on uh, W six AM. So uh, Don out of uh, Southern California and his rhombic farm. Did I? All righty. So it looks like I lost Christian here for a second, and uh, so let's see anything else we have in the uh, in the chat room. So. Uh, so let's shift gears here a little bit. So uh, I know, um, what was it, Don? Uh, uh, what, was, uh, what was it? Uh, sorry for the confusion. KB2YSI was talking about uh, snow on the dipole and um, and it was drooping. So I don't think the snow would be on there, but uh, we ended up, uh, I would suspect it's probably uh, ice on the uh, on the antenna and uh, what's uh, kind of drooping it down so if you can bring it down you might want to tap it off and stuff like that is another one and then just got a note that uh, christian uh, just lost power so <laughs> it's uh, unfortunate but uh oh well uh, let me uh let's see if we got any other questions in the uh in the uh in the chat room so just uh got the growl in the early so joe, joe had talked about yeah, getting the growl in the early 80s because he wanted to operate a uh, on a board onto a radio station it's still yeah and still having it 35 years it having the growl is a great is super great yeah it's a it, like i said it, with uh you know for work and things like that but just uh studying for that uh alone is just fantastic and uh you're able to increase your knowledge and uh in the in in general in electronics and uh and use that knowledge here in the hobby hey good to have you back buddy well i don't know who's out back doing this motion <laughs> to my stuff but i tell you i live in a pretty rough oh, neighborhood yeah. hey let's do uh sorry about that i don't know that dipping out like that is a little wacky uh appreciate your patience on that let's do one more question we'll we'll button okay. things up for today this may be fitting uh for uh a winter time let's check this out jeffrey kilo one juliet delta papa how does cold change the characteristics of wires and cables do they become more efficient in the cold the only thing i don't know about efficiency but what ends up happening is uh, think of the metallurgy of wire in the uh, in the winter time or when it's cold, the wire is going to contract. So if your uh, if your wire antenna is like a banjo string and you got it tuned for a high C, it uh, when it gets cold, it's going to get tighter, and so it's going to go up another note or two, 
and uh, it becomes a little more brittle, so it'll be susceptible to uh, to breakage. Conversely, heat is going to cause the wire to expand, and uh, it'll start drooping a little bit more, and then it'll go down a note or two uh, from that high C. So um, I see the look on your face a little bit. I know you want to bring the Seinfeld reference of shrinkage into this. <laughs> There's something I could tell mischievous yeah, about you yeah. today. Like, want to go getting road, out of a cold swimming pool. Yes, exactly. So think of it that way. If you mm -hmm. want, or just don't think of me and Steve at all and shrink it. Please you know, don't think of us when yeah, you're think of thinking us, of that. Uh, Christian's always <laughs> in a will warm definitely be shrinkage. <laughs> I'm always in a warm pool of myself. Uh. All right, friends. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for that question, Jeffrey. And yes, I do have a lot of problems. He didn't ask me that, but it's mm -hmm. true. Uh, thanks for coming by today. Congratulations to Neil. It's so nice. Uh, thank you to Mike, uh, Kilo Juliet Four, United Delta Oscar for stopping by and telling us how these things are selected, what they were looking for when they picked the educator of the year. Uh, big, uh, wonderful, outstanding. Um, he's just dedicated to the kids, to the hobby, and he's been in it since he was a kid. Um, speaking God, I remember when he got licensed as a kid. And it's just like, wow, it was, uh, it was awesome. Well, Neil was doing code at like five years old. He was mm -hmm, doing exactly. It. He's, uh, I'm going to say now he's 50. I'm going to guess he's 50 now. He's been in the game 45 years and he's giving it back. I want to start a segment that's paying it forward, you know, mm -hmm. so uh, send us your stories about these, you know, outstanding hams that are out there doing, doing these things and uh, paying it forward, if you will. So uh, look for us at the YouTube channel uh, before I lose the power again. I don't know what causes that little spike. It's happened to me in the past, but luckily it mm -hmm. continues with you. You're able to pick it up, which is good. Um, but the YouTube channel, uh, visit that, poke around some of the uh, playlists there, and you'll see some of the things that uh, we're putting together there. And you're welcome to subscribe. Click the, the bell. The bell lets you know whenever we do something, uh, except for touching my screen that went to mm -hmm. sleep there gotta have that it makes me feel yeah, like i'm gonna do this into this i gotta do the same with that one <laughs> you go to sleep on me now i want to feel the energy of the, of the waves um so tomorrow we will be back on the stream and back on the air for the sunday evening hf net seven o'clock central steve will take to the air i'll provide the play-by-play -play for you hopefully we'll uh, be able to hear each other, hear some people, make some contacts, so we'll actually do radio as we uh, send out the live stream. So that's cool. Doing a thing on Wednesday nights, that's cool. More on that as we get closer, but we've got something good coming up tomorrow, so we'll talk about that when we get a little closer. What did we miss, Steve? I think we got it covered. Just just oh. remember, celebrate uh, the hottie of all hotties. Tomorrow, Betty White's yeah. 99th birthday of uh, this tomorrow on sunday so bless her heart tip the, bless her heart and tip a tip your coffee to betty or adult beverage but uh sit in a warm pool of yourself and stretch <laughs> out think about betty white from 1946 or so there you go. And she's still beautiful wonderful what a great run she's had all right well we'll button it up here and uh say thank you and seven three leave your questions we'll pick them up in the chat um all that thanks business. everyone for joining us we really appreciate you being here 
Yeah, it's good. We look forward to this every Saturday, getting on the air and being with you. And we will catch you soon. 73 for now. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. The, the phrase that pays, um, if you can, you know, mm. we want to take care of each other, our families, and, uh, and, and stay safe out there. But if you can, by all means, please try and stay above the noise. See? See? I, I forget it sometimes. And then they say it back to me, and they're like, dude. You forgot the phrase. Your thing. You're not doing your catchphrase. Come on, man. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you again soon. 7-3, all To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.